I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And welcome to Recall the Midwife. Today we are watching series six, episode three, and talking about it. I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. Just a reminder that this week's episode deals with miscarriage, infant illness, and mortality, and past trauma. So if those topics are ones you'd prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. In this week's episode, the maternity home is under threat as the Board of Health looks to bring in reforms that will move the care that they provide under the larger general hospitals. Dr. Turner and Sheila prepare for an inspection, and Sister Ursula is under pressure to make efficiency improvements at Nanata's house. She imposes a 20-minute appointment system. We meet the Chens. Lucy and Cyril live with Cyril's mum and are expecting their first child. They welcome a daughter who they name Lynn. Mrs Chen insists on a 30-day confinement period after the birth and Lucy and the baby are exposed to carbon monoxide poisoning from a faulty water heater, leading to an emergency in the middle of the inspection when Lucy discovers that Lynn is unresponsive. Sheila is just starting to relax into her pregnancy when she's rushed to hospital and admitted with bleeding. Meanwhile, Trixie returns to Nanata's house. That was quite abrupt at the end, saying she <laughs> returns. Yeah, but it was also amazing that she returned. I genuinely did a cheer. She looked genuinely sun-kissed, didn't she? She did. Well, she's just been in South Africa, hasn't she? And yeah. a new hairstyle for a new season. Yeah. Now, I think that was when she did. I might be completely wrong, but I think that's when she did Strictly Come Dancing. Um, oh, that which, makes Dancing with the stars in yeah, the American version. Mm-hmm. She was very good. She was very good on it. Do you know how far she got when she did it? She got to the semifinals, I think, which she didn't get to, she didn't win. Oh, that's good. Okay, which storyline are we doing first? So, should we talk about the chat? Um, ooh, I've not planned it. 
the professionalism is high. Can oh I my say, gosh. I actually I actually got here on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, we're back. Are you so excited? But just to say No, guys, no, Jen, because we've been back for three weeks. I know we've time. been back for three weeks, but I feel like our listeners need a slight peek behind the curtain just to say that we've all we've all moved relatively forward in our in our life events that we needed to take a break for and now we're getting back to podcasting we're not all totally completely done with all of our life events alex and i are still shall we say in process um (laughs) becky completed her exam which we are so excited about for her yeah becky's living a lot best life and i'm still and you're still not moved yeah i'm still in in moving purgatory basically although just it's it is it is going to be okay um everything's working out fine it's just it's just you have to get through it but this is our but we we started at re-airing episodes but now we're like back to recording every week so we're just we're we're re we're retuning the 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 instrument you know what i mean like we're just getting back to our rhythm and our you know usual amazing ability to you know discuss recap humorize complicated topics yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's start by talking about Sister Ursula because I feel like and okay, the efficiency that kind of sets yeah, the scene because then that leads into what happens with the Chens. Right, right, right. And yeah. I felt sorry for Sister Ursula. Oh, I didn't. I I felt for her in the way that when even when even when you don't like somebody if you can kind of understand them then there's something to, there's something meaningful in that and I and I did feel like this was the episode where I kind of got a chance to understand her because I had yeah. I had remembered that something was was going on with her and I and because she was just so horrible in the first bunch of episodes I was like what's going on here but but this episode we finally got some context which I did feel was very helpful well, yes, and also no, because obviously, so let's start from the start. I'll tell you what was, I did like the way she was quite badass with Dr. Turner being like, I'm coming along <laughs> for the health meeting. I did like that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. She was. And obviously, yeah, she's right about more women wanting hospital birth. Um, She's obviously in agreement with Enoch Powell, though, which... I'm not it with. Yeah, no. uh, but so obviously the meeting about the maternity home. So basically the meeting with Border Health was basically to say that maternity homes are kind of on the out. Pe- more people are giving birth either at home or in a hospital now and kind of they don't need the maternity home. And obviously everyone at Nanata's house was all arguing that actually lots of people's homes aren't actually fit for purpose still. They can't do give birth at home and they don't want to give birth in a hospital. So they still want to be near to the house. So maternity home is perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we also learn that Sister Ursula was the matron at a cottage hospital, which was closed. So she's oh, come. Right. Yes. Yes. So she's come to Nanata's house, and she sees this as a second chance. She knows she can see what direction it's all heading in, and she sees this as. And actually, I think everybody else sees her as working against Nanata's house, whereas actually, she's she just knows what they've got in store for them, and she's she's trying to move them towards the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, here here's 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 where I'll I'll try to make a little bit of a case for Sister Ursula, though she really was a tough, tough cookie. And just a word to say, Harriet Walter is the is the actress who plays Sister Ursula. I think most recently many people would know her as the mother of the children on Succession, that show, if anyone watched that. Harriet Walter is an amazing actress and I've seen her in a lot of things and I really love her as an actress. So just to say, I've, I've been meaning to say that for a few weeks and, and she had a really hard job on the show, which is to be kind of a real villain, but then also like in this episode kind of, you know, say a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> and so my daughter has just come here she must have watched the episode has she got any insights Alex yeah what if she did actually 
come into it during it yeah <laughs> oh my goodness she's so cute and so but anyway so in 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 regard to uh sister ursula what was i gonna say oh so what i was gonna say so she kind of acts as you know this kind of painful person that forces reality in into the mix of this and i will say what was what was tough actually because the the guy who's from the board of health that inspects the maternity home kind of says the same thing that you know we're moving to the hospitals like hospitals are more efficient they're more cost effective like you have a you know you have a standard of care that is met at you know every level which means that you're going to have you're going to be able to prevent a lot of things from happening right off the bat because of the fact that they're in that environment and as we've discussed before being in a hospital like we all grew up with hospitals being the norm like we just never second guessed that and yeah. um the american healthcare system obviously is a very you know large and like you know has myriad issues or whatever but sister ursula is caught in that trap of like okay well it it costs to provide care and how are we going to make it work and there's a lot of discussion on the show about the fact that the nuns do not have unlimited funds they have to get their funding from somewhere they have to get their staffing from somewhere like how are they going to cover the need that is so intense and so large on their end while also making sure that you're you know preventing really terrible things from potentially happening which you know in childbirth and pregnancy and all that especially in certain living conditions are, are just really complicated to do so i, I didn't like the way she went to the meeting and was in agreement with the guy because Dr. turner was you could tell rejected dejected when he came back from it because he was like yeah. sister Ursula and the inspector this is the one we didn't see the meeting we didn't actually sit in on right right not that we'd be sitting but you know what i mean uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so I just thought that annoyed me and then there was a line I'll say what else annoyed me at the end of this because obviously it's part of this whole storyline but as mm-hmm. part of that she then was like telling everyone they had to do 20 minute checkups did anyone yeah. else get really really stressed when they did the montage of the 20 minute checkups oh and they're all checking <laughs> their little like pin clocks that they have on the top of their like lapels and everything yes it was absolutely yeah. amazing. So and the sheets of paper out. with all the appointments they've never had sheets of paper before well, and, Phil, and Phil is like putting her like client list or patient list back in her pocket and then pulling a sandwich out of her pocket and she was eating it like on the run, literally like, oh my God. And I'll just say this, like as a service provider myself, like some clients only take 20 minutes and that's okay. That's great. But some clients take 40 or take an hour and you just have to give them that time. Like it, you... Things will happen if you do not give them the appropriate amount of time. And I just, Sister Ursula, like not being out in the field and not knowing and just making that blanket proclamation was so wrong. And I really am with you in that way, Alex. Like I just- well, I Also, I will say Sister Julianne obviously didn't agree with it, but straight away, because they were all a bit in uproar about this 20 minutes before anything bad happened. They were in a bit of uproar about it. And Sister yeah. Julianne, even then, was very kind and caring, saying about, you know, you've got to yeah. think about- She was very gracious. Yeah. Yeah. When she just but even, the now, under her. even nowadays, like how often do you go for a doctor's appointment? They're never on time. Even if you've got like the I morning know. appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And dentists. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and how and how many times have we had conversations about doctors in our in our personal lives where it's like, oh, like I don't really like my doctor because they walked in and they basically said like two things and then they were like, Okay, bye. And then they're like throwing a prescription at you, like as they're like the the door is slamming in your face and you like never get to really like discuss anything important with them. And it, it's just and then you already had to wait like, you know, forty five minutes to even get in there after you show yeah. up on time for your well I've had to have loads of flaming appointments recently with this flaming knee mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I would, I've been the earliest I've been is 40 minutes late yeah yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, at at some point, I I I wish we could talk to like a nurse or you know like a healthcare provider and uh, you know just kind of about some of this stuff in, in context 
oh, I mean, I know everyone deals with in their personal life. Maybe we don't need to do that. Anyway, sorry, just spitballing there. But just to say, like, <laughs> like there are so many problems and, like, issues that we watch in this context of this time. And we've had people write in and say, oh, you know, like, I love the show because I am a nurse or because I am, you know, a, you know all the different medical per- professionals that work in the systems. And they're, like, seeing how it was versus how it is now and how much is different, but how much is exactly the same. And anyway, I find myself continuously fascinated by that. But Well, yeah. So anyway, shall we go to the Chens? Because that is quite incidental with this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, but can I just point did I can't remember who said it, but when Sister Esther introduced the introduced the um introduced. Introduced, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> introduced the 20 minute appointment system. was it Sister Winifred or was it Barbara that said, Do you want to join us on our appointments? Yeah. And uh-huh. it, it was I, just it was Sister Winifred. Was it Sister Winifred? And then it was the silent shake of the head, like really slow shake of the head of <laughs> Nurse Crane. And like, I just love Nurse Crane in this episode. Same, same. Nurse Crane was amazing yeah. in this episode. She, she was. She's such a superstar. She is such a superstar. She literally saved the day probably about four times. Like, remember when she came in when Dr. Turner had to go with Sheila to the hospital and then she was like, okay, here we go. And then she just kept the Board of Health yeah. guy appointment going. But not like, just physically, not just actually work-wise, mentally. She was amazing yes. for Barbara. She was yes. amazing for, for Miss Busby. She was amazing for Sister Ursula. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was absolutely fantastic. I think she was about to lose it herself, but she was mm-hmm. amazing for everyone else this episode. I think she was so angry this episode. Yeah, yeah. She, so she Barbara's, really Barbara's treating Lucy Chen. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the worst. I'm sorry, Lucy Chen actress. That was a terrible Scouse accent. Was it? Did you think so? <laughs> yeah, I very much did think so. Oh, I'm a bit rusty on that. I thought it was. I thought it was passable. Sorry. Oops. So Lucy, we all know what I. We don't know what my accidents sound like. So I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, they, they, they I thought it was good. <laughs> Lucy's Lucy's parents. Lucy is an orphan. I was going to say Lucy's parents well, are dead. Is she an orphan or she's not seen her dad since she was five? Oh. I don't know if she's dead. Oh, no, he's not, because he was deported. Yeah. But her oh. mum is dead, because she wants well, to name the baby Linda. Dad might I was be. like, oh, apologies. Linda, yeah. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 watched, I watched her kind of explain a little bit, but I'm forgetting this. So, wait, what's her story? Her dad so was her Chinese. So, her father was Chinese. Uh-huh. And her mum's dead. But, but her, her, mom dad was, was a... her mom was English, like... Yes. Yeah. Mom, like yeah. a white woman, English white, woman. Yeah. And her dad's dead. Uh, no, sorry, her mum's dead, Linda. And her dad was deported back to China. So oh, in 1946. Yeah. Oh, when she was a little kid. Yeah. So she's married Cyril and his very overbearing mother is part of that deal. Which, by the uh, way, isn't this like the second or third Cyril we've had in the show? We have had a few well, Cyrils. It was quite, well, quite, quite a common name. name. Yeah, it really was, I think. I think but now you never hear it. But I think Lucy is an unusual name for the age. Same. Because it's quite a common name now. Yeah, we hear a lot of Lucy's now, but anyway. And it's Um, another situation where, like, no one had ever been to Violet Buckle's haberdasheries, but now I've never seen such attention paid to the laundry. (laughs) Yeah. Because Mrs. Chen runs a laundry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wash and fold. But yes, so basically Lucy has been absorbed into her in-law's family, and she calls her mother-in-law Ma. And I will say I was kind of surprised that I guess 
I don't know if they said this, but I was kind of surprised that she didn't speak Chinese because, like, her and her, like, her husband speaks it and her mother in law speaks it. Like, yeah, but she's not think... grown up with the Chinese, has she? She's she until she was five, she did, but then then after that, she lost it. Well, yeah, because he's gone and her mum doesn't know Chinese, probably. Oh, I have to say, if I okay. if I had a child with someone who spoke a different language, I would have to learn it because otherwise, they'd have a secret language that you wouldn't be able to understand. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'd want to at least figure it out enough to be conversational so I wouldn't be, have, like, the wool pulled over my eyes. Definitely. <laughs> so they had a daughter, and they called. she wanted to call Linda, and the mother-in-law was like, no, no, you can't do that. And she was just because a bit it's bad luck. Well, she says, yeah, it is bad luck. And Barbara was saying, well, actually, in this culture, it's actually very good luck. It's, not, it's, it's a nice thing to do. Not good luck, but it's nice to do. And then the husband, Cyril, came up with a compromise of baby Lynn. Now, this is what I was thinking, girls. How have they spelled yeah. that? L-Y-N. Yeah, in my in my notes, I've spelled it L Y double N. Well, I've got English. I've done L Y double N slash L I N. Yeah, I don't know what they've gone with. But I is think Lin they've gone more of a last name spelling. No, that's more of a Chinese name. Lin. Wait a minute. Are the is Cyril and his mother Chinese? I thought they were Chinese. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I but I mean, like, would you spell it like? But like, oh, how much? This is what we're saying. How's he spelled it? Like to me, L I N is a last name. L Y N or N N is a first name. So in my mind, I'm thinking L Y N N. Well, see, I thought I, I think, know someone I from my school who's calling. They're not progressive enough back then to have done a surname as a forename. No, it's not a surname, though. I know someone who's called Lynn May at my school. It's hyphen L I N hyphen M E I. I mean, they could have done anything. <laughs> huh. Anyway. So she had 30 days of confinement. Oh, bliss. Bliss. 30 days of confinement. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> I'd like 30 days of confinement with no, we'd been able to walk, Jen. Yeah. And, and just, yeah. But then... But the, is, but the thing is, Al, you, you wouldn't want to have to lay into a hot room, lay in a hot room yeah, for 30 days and drink fish soup too. three times a day. I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't and slowly get carbon monoxide poisoning and you'd be fine you'd be like you yeah. know what I'll, i'm signing up for the whole deal i don't mind it's okay it, it, it'd take all the feels out of me i wouldn't even have <laughs> thoughts all of the nurses and the midwives oh the nurses and midwives all the nurses and the nuns were like appalled that it was a 30-day confinement period mm. i thought they'd be well up for that well they used to do 10 days automatically anyway that's what I mean. Like, they must be loving the fact that she's just going to be waited on for 30 yeah. days. I know. I was born in 80, 81. And my brother was born in 79. And my mum, because she had a cesarean section, was in for 10 days in hospital afterwards, like, just basically being looked after by the staff. Well, and don't forget, like, way back, you know, like, kings and queens, you know, from, like, the medieval era, they would they would basically go into a room at, like, six months pregnant, and then they wouldn't come out until, like, three months after they gave birth or something. Like, it was, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, you they made you like lay down for so long because they just were they were convinced that you just couldn't do anything if you were pregnant at a, from a certain point in the in the term you know yeah well my grandma actually so my dad it was a huge baby <laughs> he's a huge man he's very very tall um and my grandma wasn't very tall she was like five foot two but she had a massive baby anyway um before <laughs> he was born she was tiny he was massive she had to lay down in hospital for like three months beforehand oh my god just because yeah. of how big he was getting yeah 
and uh, well, oh I don't my know. Goodness, I think it might have been other stuff as well. I've never read something fully told, but basically, yeah, he was, oh, okay. she was in hospital for three months before him. Yeah, I will say. I mean, I think we've all come to the consensus that a, that like expectant mothers and new mothers need a lot more time to rest and like restore after having a baby and like while they're still pregnant and everything. I mean, maybe not lay down the whole time, but like you know, I'd we all it. need a, we all need a lot more. <laughs> Six years <laughs> in, I'd say. <laughs> so we, we know something's up with mrs chen because when the baby's oh and also did you love the birth the birth like the rousing music i did with the with the chinese twangs in it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i did also just before we talk about the, the badness can we just talk one thing about the meal that lucy chen made and it toad was a chinese in toad in the hole toad in the hill toad in the hill <laughs> really badly i thought she was gonna make scouse I thought she was going to make Scouse as well. I got excited because my grandma used to do that. But um, do you know what Toad in the Hill what? is? Toad in the Hill. Do you know? Have you had it, Jen? I have had it, and I do know what it is. Isn't so, it a, a Yorkshire pudding with a sausage baked in? Yeah, yeah, with some sausages baked in. Oh, it's delicious. I can't have it because I'm allergic to egg. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I used to oh. love it. That and gravy all and all the veg. For all of our listeners, like a Yorkshire pudding is this really amazing thing where you you make kind of like a very thin batter and then you cook it in this special way, but it it like but it's savory, not up. not sugary. Yeah, it's not it's not sweet. It's not sweet, and then it's it's savory, and you usually will have like little ones if you're making a roast dinner. But then with toad in the hole, you have a big one, and then you get a portion of it, or you ha- eat your own personal size one, and it's it's really really good, and they're like crispy and like you know like rich and buttery and you know they're just oh they're absolutely delish and then gravy god see it yeah oh my gosh gravy is amazing but wait what's a scouse girls tell tell it's basically like a stew isn't it yeah with like it's like you know like shepherd's pie okay so it's but it's not it's with chunky stuff as well so like chunky (laughs) chunky carrots and it's not it's not like onion. cottage pie at all well no because it's it is well no not because it's not mash it's the it's the potatoes over the top i always think of it like that like with the, but the i don't think it does have potatoes over the top oh mine did so my it's, grandma so the, used to do yeah, i think yours you're you're on about a hot pot no but she used to do is that's what it she was from she used to make scouse and have the potatoes over the top that's what she used to do. And she was from Liverpool, so. Well, when Lucy pulled the toad in the hole out of the oven and I couldn't really see what it was, I thought it was a shepherd's pie. And then when she said toad in the hole, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I get it. I get it. But I'll tell you what, I don't, that food was the most strange looking food. It wasn't, Although, food. it didn't look that appetizing. Uh, yes, it Sorry. did. No, take well, that back. <laughs> Would you prefer toad in the hole or fish soup with a headache? Think about that. Oh, I mean, probably toe in the hole, ultimately, if I had to choose between those two. But at the same time, I don't know. It looked okay. It looked fine. Anyway. Again, I, mean, I have my feelings about food food props on this show, but it's okay. That's fine. Lucy Chen <laughs> had the baby. And when she had the baby, her mother-in-law was all, like, worlds away. And we'll come back to that. She was kind of, oh, like, oh, not oh. there. But we have to discuss the slight foreshadowing because we all got that something was going on. So in the lead up, Lucy is pregnant and she's doing some cleaning around the house and the mother-in-law's in in the other room. And she, there's this, there's this framed little photo of her husband as a baby. And she's like, oh, this photo, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, the frame's kind of coming apart. We need to fix it. And the mom's like, no frame. No, leave it. Like, she's like, leave it alone. That's my thing. Don't touch it or whatever. And then she's like, okay, calm down or whatever. And then she flips it over and she sees something on the edge and she pulls it out and it's a little 
like lock of hair that's been tied with a ribbon like you do with baby hair kind of a thing and she's like oh this is so sweet look at this lock of hair you still have for him and then the mother jumps up and she comes out and she's like don't touch that that's mine and then you know and then lucy and grabs away from her and lucy's like whoa okay i don't know what's going on here but like okay and then they don't speak about it again and so you're kind of like hmm what's happening so anyways that happens and then boop we go to the birth yeah so she has the baby that it's a girl and the yeah. mom's all this the mother-in-law you know wistfully away and then yeah. everything's fine then she goes into confinement make sure it's well, boiling you, you, hot in there you think she's not happy that it's a girl and lucia says to her like oh do you wish that it was a boy and she is and then she she's she is happy that it's a girl oh, but yeah. you know something's up yeah. yeah. Also at the time as well, we just think the mom, mother-in-law's very forbade it. She's very Well, she's a she's a tough lady, word? you know what I mean? Like yeah, she's... but we all, yeah, but we also think she's very bolshy. We think she's very demanding and commanding and not very nice. That's 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 Yeah, like she's of... like she's she's very rigid. Like she's like her way or the highway kind of thing. Yeah, that's what you get from her. But obviously there is a reason why. And then mm-hmm. we we get we learn that. So anyway. Uh, Barbara only has 20 minutes and Lucy's in a bit of a state. She's a bit fed up with being lying down in a boiling hot room. She's got a bad headache. She's got... The baby's asleep. Yeah, the baby's asleep, but she's got fish stew. That's like the worst thing you could have if you're feeling really hot with the headaches. Fish stew, like, oh. (laughs) Can you imagine this? Oh, the smell of it in... And he's got already got a headache. It reminds me of when I was in food tech when I was in the second year at high school and I had yeah. a really bad migraine and Russell Holm in my class, I don't want to should probably not say his name, but he um he won't be listening. He <laughs> we were making fish, we were making fish cakes and he burnt them. And the smell um... with my massive migraine, I just went by the bin and I just vomited in this bin <laughs> in the classroom. <laughs> 12 year old me well you know it was it, this wasn't a funny thing in the show when it happened but like lucy is like so overheated and she's really getting irritated and she's driving crazy and the mother comes up and she, and lucy is trying to like feed lynn or do something or whatever and the mother is like holding the baby and you know she's you know she and lucy gets up and she's like no ma i want this so, like give me my baby she's not your baby like it's too hot in here and she like slams off the um the heater like the flame on the heater like she turns it all the way off and everything and then she grabs the baby and then she says something else to her mother-in-law and then the mother's like oh you like complaining about spending 30 days like all cozy and warm in a room with you when you don't have to do anything not like how it is in my day you don't even know how hardship works fair, so- I, I was with the mother-in-law then <laughs> yeah well the thing is i was totally with her but it I, and, and i was like oh something has happened like it was very serious and she was she did the she did the scene very very good but it really also did have a quality of like i walk 10 miles uphill both directions every day to school in my coat in four feet of snow and it's just it was kind of like a little bit of that type of energy as well even in the mix of it so you know and lucy and then lucy was just like okay well anyways i still want my baby and i still want the heat off and i don't want to eat fish soup anymore and so then and then the mom was like i have to go to work and then she like ran out the door in the way that you know we all do when we get frustrated but then barbara came again and lucy was saying please don't wake her oh please don't wake her it's just been a nightmare and she'd done her checks on her and barbara was very very worried about time because of the pressure that sister Ursula was putting on her yeah so she didn't wake the baby up fast forward to yeah lucy wakes up oh sorry Lucy wakes up and then she goes to grab Lynn and she realizes something is terribly, terribly wrong. Lynn is completely unresponsive. Yeah, she's like, wake up, sleepyhead. You've been asleep for ages. Hang on, you can't wake up. There's a reason you've been asleep for ages. <laughs> I'm. I, that's not funny. I, that was not That was not a laugh. I apologize. That was not a laugh. I just breathed out in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that Sorry. in. 
Anyway, <laughs> so she shouts, Ma, Ma. Ma runs up, even though she's already had a bit of a run in, but, you know, family. Yeah, she runs down with the baby and then she Ma gets down. the mirror. Well, though she gets the Ma first, she comes in, grabs the baby, just runs. No, Lucy goes downstairs. Oh, does yeah, she? she does. Oh, she yeah, she goes. She goes downstairs to the to the family business. Laundry. Yeah. The laundry. Yeah. She holds the mirror up to the baby, sees that she's still breathing, and then Ma just runs to the medical center. She runs to the maternity home, and and Lucy follows her. And girls, I had I had this in my notes. Oh, wait, hold on, because they both are just so passionate. I say the barefoot mothers running for their babies on this show, and this is another scene where the the mom is running, and they literally do a shot of her feet. And I didn't know if I didn't know what they were. Sp- specifically implying or whatever but then they they shoot they they show lucy's feet and she's barefoot and she's literally running on the paving stones she's literally running holding her boobs up yeah exactly like because they're they're so painful and both women like just everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Absolutely run flat out. They get to the maternity home. And then as soon as they get inside, Dr. Turner's with the Board of Health guy. And um, Mrs. Chen gives the baby to Dr. Turner. And then that's when they do their exam. And then Lucy runs it after. And she immediately throws up. Which, by the way, sorry. If I ran for any distance, I would immediately throw up regardless of <laughs> combat or monoxide poisoning. So oops on that one to me. But um, that's a me problem, not, <laughs> not a rest of us problem. But anyways, but then it indicates to everybody that like something is really seriously wrong with baby and mother. And so then we go on but just the passion of women who literally just with no care for themselves just run to get help for their children i just the heroicism of mothers i just it's so beautiful on this show and i love it and also it's just, it was just amazing black, the way the, the care was there because barbara was subbing for the maternity home at that time as well right, right and she was in there so luckily she knew all about them and the person the inspector could see that barbara had all this care for them knew the family history knew them and she was saying you know lucy's just been sick um, she's running she's got a really quick pulse you know because obviously he was examining the baby at the same time yeah. and that's when they said about the carbon monoxide um mm-hmm. so yeah it was uh, and it was really effective they helped the baby and but the poor little baby was asleep for days because she she was she's so tiny yeah and she had and that really, was a really cute baby poisoning. oh she i mean crazy. i think that the baby that was actually in hospital was probably a doll, but the baby baby was cute. <laughs> oh my God, girls, the baby that they used to run across to the maternity home with was absolutely like literally a cabbage patch, like doll from like the <laughs> Like it was the most fake doll baby. You know what? I'll absolutely let that happen. I don't care about that. I'd rather <laughs> not a baby didn't get a trip down on or whatever. Oh my God, no, just, I totally agreed as well, but oh man. And then, and then what happens at the hospital? Between Lucy and her mother-in-law. 
I, yeah. Oh, Just sorry. Me. I've just talked a lot. Yeah, you guys say, because I've talked a lot. Yeah, you guys say what happened. So Mrs. Chen explains that she gave birth to a daughter. And then Lucy's like, what, a daughter? And she explains that she gave, now, do I know? She was basically being, for, was she being forced from her home? Girls, yeah. I, had to, I had to Google this. Okay, wait, hold up. I'll help with this little context. I Googled Chinese, and I'm just going to admit to our listeners, I had no historical context for this. I apologize. So I'm relying on the internet here. But I Googled Chinese-Japanese conflict 1940s. And apparently in World War II, there was a another conflict between China and Japan itself from 37 to 45 called the Second Sino, Sino-Japanese War, which was a military conflict primarily between China and Japan as part of World War II. And in China, they call it the War of Resistance Against Japanese Aggression. And I believe, I don't really know all, I don't know all the intricacies of it, but I believe that that is the conflict that then compelled Mrs. Chen to have to leave her home and flee on foot. And apologies for not knowing more about that. But And giving um, birth. And then and giving literally... birth literally on the side of a road in the middle of a driving rainstorm, freezing yeah. cold rain, having nothing yeah. to wrap the baby in or really herself I mean she held the baby to her her warm body sorry now I'm just saying the whole thing sorry Bex yeah well she she explains that she like held the baby to her but trying to keep her warm but she just got colder and colder and the baby dies but then she's able to she bites a lock of hair from the baby's head absolutely heartbreaking but it explains a lot of the confinement because Mrs Chen doesn't want it to be cold yeah yeah if she doesn't want it, like she doesn't want water on the skin and things so it does it explains a lot of mrs chen's reason and that like yeah. she's still got that trauma mm-hmm. oh 100% 100% yeah it's kind of like it, i mean it's not the same exact as sister ursula but it's like you have two women on the show episode who are both like really really tough cookies and they seem really harsh and kind of a, a bit unforgiving or un- uh, not very understanding in their own ways but then they both do have reasons for being that way that whether whether their actions are it's not it's not an excuse for their actions but just to say that at least it provides a context you know it's well, like no, I think not there's a lot more reasons for the Chen mother's reactions because I feel like she genuinely was trying to make sure that they were warm and safe and you know I do think hers were more understandable Mm-mm. than the Ursula's like hers were more caring do you know what I mean yeah yeah it was caring yeah okay so poor Barbara has seen all this. She's very upset because obviously they then say, how was she on the last checkup? And she was like, well, I didn't wake her up because I only had 20 minutes. And now she feels horrific. Yeah. And Nurse Crane, yes, Nurse Crane. She was like, don't you dare have a go at Barbara over this. You know, mm-hmm. this was this rule. She's already feeling really terrible. And it's because of this silly rule that you've done, basically. Not as nastily as that. But she mm-hmm. really went to bat for Barbara and was like, to Sister Rachel, do not admonish her for this because this is not on her this is on you yeah and exactly. I, we should say as well barbara's already feeling bad because the previous day well not the previous day but when barbara joined them for toad in the hole she was late back to nanata's house and sister ursula called her a slacker which yeah. raised an audible oh. gas from everybody. so barbara's yeah. already on the brink i will say though barbara did have a full meal while she was there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but also she'd been allowed to sacrifice her mealtime if she wanted. Like that's her business. That's yeah, business. yeah. But also, I really like the way that Nurse Crane really made a point because because uh, Barbara was being consoled by Tom outside on the bench. Yeah, and um, she came and she came out with the uh, with with Delia and Violet's jam and toast. And um, <laughs> she was saying, "You are a good midwife, Barbara, and don't you forget it." She was so supportive. 
and that was just absolutely amazing because she didn't have to be like that with Barbara she could have been a bit but no she was absolutely making sure that Barbara was was still feeling quite strong mentally trying to say it wasn't you you know she really was there to support her and I really really appreciate that yeah Barbara and and um, Phyllis's friendship and their relationship is just I I love it I love it so much like they are just the sweetest friends to each other and just every time you see them like going to bat for each other sticking up for each other it just it just warms my heart in like such a real way I just love them also Sister Isha apologizing yeah and we see a softer side of Sister Isha because she feels genuinely bad that the baby is unwell well yeah yeah. she feels responsibility for it well she should do yeah yeah but it's not it's not come from a malicious like she wouldn't have said it wasn't her intention for people to provide less care yeah so that do you know i I do know what you mean she didn't mean think this would happen but at the same time she had warnings and she didn't heed them and i feel like her vanity was in the way there and that's not a good look for another and i will say this as well (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like this was like the start of her really doubting herself yeah oh you mean sister ursula doubting herself yeah but well she said to yeah. obviously, and bless sister julienne she went out to her she was like are you okay kind of thing and yeah. then she said i will pray for you and she was like I, I, I don't even think i'm worthy of your prayer and sister julienne was like no one isn't worthy of a prayer sister and i felt like saying even you <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sister you know ursula, after everything sorry sister julienne after everything did not have to be so kind to Sister Ursula as she was, but she did. I know, I know. But I will say, like, Sister Julian, like, absolutely recognized, like, I'm not going to kick this poor woman while she's down. You know what I mean? Like, that just wasn't her. And it was very sweet because, like, she says, you know, she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm really, really, really worried about the Chen baby. But she said, I just also, like, really feel, like, angry and worried about myself. And that's, that's kind of the thing I'm struggling with. And Sister Julian says, you know, like the Lord hears everything all at once. Like you don't have to try to parse it out or explain it to him, like, or, you know, whatever that divine being, because, you know, they know. And I, it was just a beautiful moment of like two women in faith that I thought, you know, I, I just, I just, I just think those scenes, they all, they always just show up for each other, no matter what. I love it. You do. So this is what really annoyed me though, about, because Sister Julian was so amazing. Right? and so magnanimous and so lovely and so kind and so caring and trying to get everyone to understand why Sister Ursula was so horrific. This is what annoyed me. Right, well, something else annoyed me too, but Sister <laughs> Ursula was so, I thought, cruel and needlessly mean, right? The whole way through to Sister Monica Jones, to everyone. And I get yeah. her like, oh, there's, I can understand it now. Well, I can't understand the cruelness of Monist. But, yeah, she did a lot of things that were just full stop terrible. Like, why did yeah. she have to take the TV away? That wasn't a budget issue. Exactly. Take the TV away. Exactly. But this is what annoyed me. When she said to Sister Julianne, this is your mission, Sister Julianne. I should never have usurped it. No, you shouldn't. So this is basically a vanity project. So she came here, ruined and upturned Sister Julianne's life, made her feel horrific, was horrendous. And she didn't have to anyway. She mm-hmm. usurped it, as she said herself. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. When she said that, I was like, yes, I screaming <laughs> happily. But mm-hmm. it's the fact that she didn't have to take it on but did for her own vanity project, which is not becoming of a nun. You're not supposed to have vanity. Well, and just to say that is an an extremely good point because we've talked about this before. This show will say things and they will mean many things at once. And when Sister Monica Joan is 
like she runs like sister ursula has packed her bag she's literally walking out the door yeah. sister monica jones run, runs up to her with something in her hand and you're like okay what is it and she says sister she's like you know it's important to remember that vanity is its own form of extreme penance there and is vanity she, in, ex- in excess penance you must have yes, sustenance there is vanity in excess penance and then she opens the this napkin and there's like a little like raisin cinnamon roll thing in there and she says you must have sustenance and then she closes the napkin and then sister ursula says like thank you so much i'll tell you um, what as well though that really showed me that sister monica joan has got a lot of kindness in her as well because she treated her like dirt a lot of depth yeah. but think about it because there's the vanity of extreme penance which she always was making everybody else do like with the meal times and with the tv and like all the austerity measures and everything like that but also her vanity in thinking that she could just kind of she knew better right she'd had this experience yeah. she was going to come in here swoop in fix everything even though she didn't really understand the mission the community the needs the costs the whole thing or whatever like that and she just thought oh if i just you know apply my logic like the the like the vanity of my own thinking and the vanity of like me just thinking oh i have the answer to everything and the answer is always the same across the board for every situation then i'm going to solve this and it ended up falling extremely flat so it, that that like scene and that line between those women was just so multifaceted and i just i think yeah i, I completely agree with you well 100 well i've got two words good okay. they could have been swearing but they <laughs> good riddance i'm glad she's gone i was oh honestly that when we started watching this i've said before i was just like oh god when oh, i remembered no. it was her i was like oh not these episodes these are my worst episodes with her in charge i hate her the reign of sister yeah. ursula has now ended yes yeah yeah. Shall we talk about the Turners? Yes. Go off. Go on. Yeah, do it. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're right with you. <laughs> so, see, Sheila's pregnant. It's all very exciting. She's allowing herself to get excited now as well. She bought a little baby one that was well cute, wasn't it? A little Aww. white, crisp white baby. I didn't one. think she was showing, but all the mothers at the maternity home are like giving each other sideways glances because they like, they've guessed that she's pregnant. She I've can't fit in a uniform. I've written it. That would be us talking about her at the maternity home. (laughs) (laughs) I love love the one mother that was like running the book on it. You know, that one, the one that was like, oh, I told you girls. And she like, yeah. That was so funny. True though. Uh, we, that would be us though. Um, and yeah. I probably wouldn't book, if I'm honest. So mm-hmm. <laughs> tell you what we did. So she's running around a lot and she's being warned by Dr. Turner not to do too much. And there was a point but at where the same she had... time, she's being warned not to do too much. But at the same time, he would really like her to be helping him prepare for the inspection. Exactly. Well, also, he could have just gone to the gone to the unit and, and read the bedtime story. She was like, oh, you know, I, that did make me laugh, though, the bit when they were like, Beatrix Potter, I'm on Beatrix Potter duty. And she was like, remember, no squirrel nutkin, because Angela's absolutely terrified of squirrels, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> but she was rushing around, going around everywhere, doing a lot. He's asking a lot of her sister Ursula's making everyone do ridiculous amounts of appointments and everything. It's just a lot going on. Yeah, everyone's really run ragged, yeah. And then, because also there's so much going on in this episode, as always, I think we were all quite shocked and taken aback when she she just went to the toilet and it was not a scene you were even thinking and then suddenly she was bleeding. And they really showed it. Yeah. And it really shifted, like, though. I feel like it shifted the episode because it really showed a panic. She was so good at that. And it yeah, showed Dr. Turner's yeah. panic. And it was just... And also, she rang, again, Nurse Crane, the hero. Oh, uh, Nurse Crane was just like... Yeah, she steps in. No, you can't have it because I'm going to have it. 
But she she comes and she's like rings there, she comes there straight away. She was gonna take her and she was trying to do it without Dr. Turner knowing. But luckily he actually came in and he was like, I'm taking you. Don't mean this is nonsense. This is more important, I'm taking you. But Sheila then takes charge and you know, she's what I really loved about Nurse Craig with the uh, inspector was the way mm. she was just like, give it to me straight. <laughs> 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 I just thought that was amazing. The way that he was just like, uh... <laughs> well, and, and her line about like, oh, OK, you know, like Miss Dr. Turner is supposed to be here, but, you know, we provide a continuity of care no matter what is happening. And so, yeah, let's go. I'm going to finish this appointment. Like, don't you worry about us. Like, we're always chugging along, you know, like because he was like, oh, I guess I should come back another time. And she was like, no, no, honey, we're finishing this visit. Like, don't you think that like anything is going to change about that? And he was like, oh, OK, well, all right. You know, so well, on the state of execution as well, because yeah. obviously she was saying about, you know, what is actually happening? What's actually going to happen to us and he was like well as it sounds stands you you know you've got a really good thing going on here and that she helped as well with that saying that but you know there is going to be a time you're not going to need these that and you know obviously bex were you born in a hospital yes i was yeah i was born in a hospital there was actually a, a, a maternity home round me but i think it I think it closed down about five years before my brother was born, which was two years before me. So, you know, that was in the 70s. But yeah, everyone I know was born in hospital. There is like a bit more of a trend for home births now. But obviously there is going to come a time in the call the midwife timeline that the maternity home is going to close. But obviously that's just fact, isn't it? They did. But it's not closed yet, has it? No. No. Not in this timeline, not yet. No, no, no. Because they've got a stay of execution. No, no, but I just mean like in any episodes that we've got to. No, it's not closed yet. Right, that's fine. I just, you know what, sometimes I'm like, oh, I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, she's then, so we don't actually have a resolution on this storyline because basically she got admitted to hospital. So Sheila is now in hospital on bed yeah. rest, worried yeah. and very upset. And uh, yeah, and obviously this is more pressure on Dr. Turner and everyone because obviously, well, let's be honest, it's more pressure on Timothy. Because uh, <laughs> he's gonna have he's gonna have to step in and do eight thousand jobs, just like looking after Angela, cooking meals for his dad. His dad's not gonna stop looking after the the whole of Poplar, so it's all down to him to take on the whole home, isn't it? Yeah, Doctor Turner's got his still like eight thousand person caseload that's gonna never go away. So <laughs> the you know. other storyline that was on at the time was Sister Monica Joan and the tell. She kept going for walks. I yeah. love this. She kept disappearing. They were like, "What is she up to? She's really yeah, we were worried." Yeah, because we were worried because we've seen her so many times go disappearing and, and having issues with her brain and, like, you know, just really worrying health issues. So we were all quite worried. Well, I was worried as an audience. Oh, I was worried. Yeah, definitely. But where was she? She was at the Siemens Mission. Or Watching outside TV. the Siemens Mission because it wouldn't become, <laughs> become her sitting inside a Siemens Mission. So they put the telly on for her out the window. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was so cute. I'll tell you what scene I really liked, her and Sister Julianne watching it outside on the bench together. I really loved that. I thought it was a really (laughs) lovely, warm scene. Yeah. It was very sweet. And it was just like, I'm like, listen, like, I love TV too. I'd walk over to Seaman's Mission just to catch my favourite show. I totally got that. I really related to that scene. I really did. Uh, And we have mentioned it briefly, but Trixie's back. And what a breath of fresh air. What a... She literally came to the front door and was all thinking everyone was going to be all excited for her. And Nurse Crane was like, hi, bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and Trixie looks amazing. She's got beautiful new hair. She's, uh, you know, chic as ever. But also she drops the bomb with Sister Julianne, remember? Yeah. 
Cynthia where is... Sister Mary Cynthia, because yeah. she's not at the mother house. She's not yeah. at the mother house. And yeah. actually, I've got sympathy for Sister Ursula, but I think Sister Ursula probably knows where Sister Mary Cynthia is. Oh, you think so? Yes, because she okay. stopped She stopped Sister Julian from ringing the mother house, didn't she? Yeah. Mm. So right. I, don't, I don't have any sympathy for Sister Ursula. I think she's awful and evil through and through. Done. Yeah, I Edit. had sympathy for her, but now I'm like, mm, do I? Probably no. not. I'm not saying I'm not saying I have a lot. I'm not saying that she isn't all those things. I guess all I'm saying is that like it was at least it was at least helpful to see a motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I yeah, still I still yeah. don't agree with what she did, but I mean like, like she wasn't just being a villain for villain's sake. Like she she had some context and depth there, could done, which could have done it kind of the whole thing. She's my mortal enemy, and I shall not oh. hear what we said about her. <laughs> she definitely could have done it all better. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I mean, and nothing, once again, brings people together like a common struggle. So you know, no. and once again, Nurse Crane to the rescue because she even gives Sister Ursula a lift to the station. She oh, did, I didn't, and I thought I that was extra that kind because I'd make a flaming walk. In fact, if anything, I'd make a kicker and make a walk. <laughs> Hater. Just throw Very the well cinnamon bun at her back and then be done with her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, throw her head. She goes. <laughs> spit on it let it go stale and then just throw it into her head she's walking away yeah yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh hate her oh i have my heroes and zeros already are we at the point oh my goodness we are we are go for it okay here's my zero my zero is sister ursula calling barbara a slacker yeah I absolutely could not believe that she says she says something like we won't tolerate slacking like at barbara everyone like drop their forks and knives and their mouths to the floor i did the same mom and i were like when we watched it, we were like no like barbara a slacker the same woman who rode 15 miles each direction to the hospital to deliver that mother's breast milk you know barbara who's always taking on extra rounds and like we haven't like covered for trixie delivered like four babies in one night you know or maybe that hasn't happened yet but like anyways she will do that like barbara who's like constantly like helping everyone like all the things she did in africa that were so amazing she even like wore that horrible bathing suit her sister gave her that was all stretched out and saggy baggy like barbara and i was incandescent incandescent there is nothing worse than calling one of the hardworking, hardest working women any of us have ever seen a slacker. And like Barbara took it so hard. And I just was like, how dare you? Like of all the people, of all the people, of all the we people. We know how I feel about Barbara. Oh, I just, I just zero, 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 zero. Okay. Now my hero is going to be kind of a, <laughs> a wacky one. Okay. So again, on his sister Ursula, you know how Winifred had suggested you come out for us, uh, come out and like see the thing or whatever. And Winifred and I, I forget who else, somebody, they were getting ready on their bikes. They were out. It was Sister Julianne. Oh, Sister (laughs) Julianne. Yeah, yeah. They're getting ready on their bikes to go out and Sister Sister Ursula comes out and she's like, I'm going to go out. Like, please take your bag off of there and whatever like that. And then she turns to Fred and she's like, Fred, I need a bicycle. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he like walks over and basically just gives her a bicycle. Okay. This is going to sound so weird, but like, I love Fred's outfit I really want a pair of overalls <laughs> that look like that like they just look so comfy and like cool and casual and like I, he had like I think a white button down underneath on I, I don't know why I just looked at Fred's outfit I was like I literally like want that whole outfit like copy it style icon as far as I was concerned just the overalls just look so vintage and like soft and like faded but like comfy and like I'm in a very like a comfort phase of my life right now like I just need everything to be comfortable I don't want anything like pulling poking pinching anything like that I just want like soft 
off. But I don't also want to look so saggy baggy either. And I, I don't know why, but just those overalls were like ringing a bell. And we can arrange Fred's that, Jen. Fred's my hero. I want it. I want the outfit. He was we working can, for we me. We can arrange so. that outfit 100%. Yeah, help me help me find overalls, you guys. I need I need a cute pair of overalls that I can just wear for when I go to Target on Saturdays and just lay on my couch and have a nap. Nice. That's my hero. Bex. <laughs> I will go next because I want my hero to be Nurse Crane. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's stealing yours, but from from the moment I watched it, she was defended Barbara. She didn't hesitate when Sheila needed to to be taken to hospital she it was even good sister ursula because she she like she said to sister ursula nobody doubts your good intentions i just I love do. nurse crane she was the hero absolutely of this episode one thousand percent with you one thousand percent with you and then my zero is going to be Mr. Greenwood and not Mr. Greenwood, the inspector, because I thought he was very good and he did. Well, I was quite indifferent to him, actually, but he he <laughs> inspected the hospital. He gave them a stay of execution. But just the, the fact that the reforms that are coming. So, yeah, it's not Mr. Greenwood. It's the reforms, mm. even though I can see the reason for them. Mm. But it's a shame. Mm-hmm. It is a shame. It is a shame. My Mm -hmm. hero is, obviously it was going to be Nurse Crane, but it's not now. But just for all of those reasons, I just thought she was just so immensely supportive and I just loved it. Uh, I don't agree with her offering Sister Isha a lift, though. My hero is going to (laughs) be Sister Julianne. She was just so gorgeous about everything and she didn't have to be. And I Mm -hmm. love that she got to watch telly on the bench outside the Siemens mission with Sister Monica Joan. But she was just amazing, as always. And and Mm -hmm. she got her mission back. That was my favorite. She got it a face you could see she was chuffed. And I was chuffed for her. So, yes, Sister Julia, you are here. I don't think clapping would come across, but if I could, if I could clap yeah. and that would sound like something nice, that's what I would do. So I'm totally with you. And zero, no one's going to be surprised. It is my mortal enemy, Sister Ursula. What <laughs> a horrible cow! No need for her to be like she has been. I don't care if there's some reasoning for her to be like that. There is no reason for her to be as horrible and as mean and cruel as she has been, especially to Sister Monica Joan. And I am very, very glad she's gone. And I'm going to say it now because it is a spoiler, but we never see her again. And I'm glad. I am, for one, glad. I hope we don't see her again. I hope people don't put her in season 13 or whatever it is. I don't want her. She's gone. She's a bad apple. I hate her. Done. We support you. (laughs) (laughs) I did hate her. I'll tell you what, I'm so glad now. Honestly, these are like my worst episodes because I just forgot how much I hated her. And now I'm just really excited about the next episode because she's not in it. Was she in any of the last season or only this season? No, it was just when they came back from, um, she was there when they came back from South Africa. Oh, so the thing is, she's only, she was only in three episodes, but it feels like so much longer than that. I know it does because she was such an oppressive force. Yeah. But I feel like because we've had breaks in recording as well, like. Oh, that's why. The listeners won't realise, but we've watched these, we've discussed these episodes over a really long period. Yeah, that's true. We've just really prolonged the agony for ourselves. Well, we could have out way quicker, but we didn't do that this time. Yeah. So, oh so next week yes. we are discussing series <laughs> six, episode four. Yeah. So, if you want to watch along and listen along with us, that would be fantastic. We um, would love so, yeah, it. Thank you so so much for listening. If you want to send us a message, 
we actually have had someone take us up on the snail mail offer. So yeah, Jen a, and a, a card. Them. A yeah. card is going to be written today and will be put in the mail by my mother this week. I promise. How exciting is that? So you're getting something in Australia from America and the UK. I love that. I'm not bothering. Not going to lie, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Jen's is going to be better than mine because I always love getting posts from Jen. So I'm going to have to up my game because I, I did actually. See, I, I say the same about Bex as well. So I, I think both of us are going to be competing for first and we're both going to get first place. <laughs> well, technically, I have actually replied first because I was like, yeah, we'll send you something. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for your messages, everyone. And um, yeah, send us a load of messages. We're back. So send us a load of messages. Send us questions, anything you want to talk about. Yeah amazing so follow us on twitter threads instagram facebook send us anything send us to the email yeah youtube you can follow Subscribe us on there we'll to the podcast there. so you get it automatically in your feed yeah, every- leave us some feedback only good feedback if you want to leave bad feedback don't bother so yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you so well, much for listening and, yes. um, yeah we'll, we'll see you next week well, bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.